Listen, today we're going to introduce a new sermon series for the month of October. Uh, and this sermon series is entitled, is entitled Changing the Game. I want everyone in the building to be very clear. I do have an agenda. All the second part of the year, we've been, the first part of the year, we were focused on getting the building together. Bless God that God done everything that he said he would. Actually, he did more. The second part of the year has been devoted to getting the people as new as the chairs are. Getting the people as new as the screens, the boards, and all of that is. The Lord's been dealing with me this last month, month and a half, that everybody is rearing up. 24. The Lord told me, usually you'll hear me say if the Lord allows, but he's already let me know that we will see 24. But the question is, how would it look on you? Will 24 look on you like 22 did? Now, I know that everybody's got their hand ready on their Facebook device to talk about this is a new year, a new me. And 24, foolishness is out the door. I just made that up. And everybody's ready and pumped to say it ain't going to be no more years like it's been. It's all about me this year. Yada. And if you're saying stuff like that, then you're already wrong. Because it should never always, it should never ever be only about you. Amen. But it should always be only about God. We can say only about God and leave it there because we understand that family comes with God. We understand that ministry comes with God. We understand that marriage comes with God. But before you can declare that you're going to be new, your mind has to have been renewed. Amen. So the Lord told me, and I'm following suit, that we need to spend the rest of this year preparing for who it is that God has called us to be. Every series for the rest of this year will be intentional. Every sermon is intentional. And, and here's the thing is that, that, that we are expecting to see the fruit. Amen. We are expecting to see the fruit. Amen. Now, that should have been a roar because what you were saying was, see, you can't promise me fruit for her. I can't promise you fruit for these. Uh, Sherry can't promise fruit. For DA, you understand what I'm saying to you, but what you can promise fruit for, what you can be intentional, what you can be serious about, what you can make up your mind to do is have fruit for yourself. Yeah. Understand this, a fruitless life is a lifeless life. I think we've got too many people in the building that's just been existing, Amen. Is it anybody in the building that's just tired of existing and you wanted to make your, you're ready to make your mark in the world, not, not because you're some superstar or anything like that, but simply because they say that the called out is peculiar. We're strange. We don't make sense to folk, amen? This month we will be pushing forward in, the, in our mission of change. For some of us, change isn't something that we need to try, but rather change is necessary. 
scripture. I did that on Bible study. I read a whole lot without my glasses and then was feeling around for the rest of the night. I ain't doing that today. Amen. For some of us, change isn't something that we need to try, but rather change is necessary. Change is critical. And for many of us in the room today, we simply cannot stay the same. There's a story that uh, Pastor Tone told me one day. He said there was, he had met this multi-millionaire, multi-multi, probably a billionaire by now. But there was a time in this wealthy man's life that he was dead broke. And his wife had saw a pair of jeans that cost $12. And she wanted the jeans, but he didn't have the money to get the jeans and pay the bills. And he said right then, right then, he was telling Pastor Tone on his private jet, he did not know what he was going to do, but he made up in his mind at that moment he had to do something. Something had to change. For too long, we have found ourselves in the continuous crippling cycle of doing the same things but expecting different results. That is the true definition of insanity. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know about anybody else in here, but, but I've been crazy long enough. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all over here acting like y'all Y'all couldn't use a few fuels, but amen. We, in, in fact, I will go so far as to say uh, that I don't think I have the capacity to endure, watch this, the consequences of another bad decision of continuing to do the same things. I just don't think I'm built for it, amen. So, so in essence, that this is a sermon series uh, that we will begin to grow together from. Because like many of you, I'm changing the game. Many of you in here know that, that I love a good quote. And so I found, uh, and so I wanted to find a quote to start this series that would represent what our change will entail. And this first quote that I found, I found it to be amazing. Steve Maraboli said, motivational speaker and best-selling author once said, and I quote, the truth, the truth is, unless you forgive the situation, I'm sorry, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, unless you realize that that situation is over, you cannot move forward. Ooh. The reason that I found this quote to be so amazing is because it deals with a few of the first steps of changing the game when it comes to your life. Unless you let go, Lord have mercy, unless you 
let go. And let me just go ahead and suggest this is uh, to a few of you in the building, you just need to let it go. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the bad breakup. I'm talking about the failed business venture, uh, the way the job did you, the way fake friends played you or how family left you for dead. You simply need to let it go. Truth being told, some of us are walking around with hatred and anger for something or someone, for something that went on five or six years ago with people who don't even remember you, let alone the situation. But you see them from a distance in the Walmart and it ruined your whole day. Let it, beloved, let it go. Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 19 in the New Living Translation says, but... Forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. <laughs> Verse number 18 in the New Living Translation says, but forget all that. Forget all of what? The New King James Version answers that question. It starts out verse number 18 like this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Uh, so, so what we realize is that God is saying through the prophet Isaiah, forget all that. And so since what he's saying is uh, all of the former things, forget about all the losses, forget about all the heartbreaks, forget about all the letdowns, forget about how they treated you, forget about how they didn't keep their word, forget about how they lied to you, then lied on you, forget about how they judged you without knowing you nor the whole story. But most of all, Lord, have mercy. Is it anybody in here that just needs to forget some things? Amen. I dare you just clap if you just need to go ahead and... But while dealing with this, most of all, I begin to get a revelation that God was saying, most of all, forget about your mess-ups. Forget about your failures. Forget about your bad decisions, even the ones that empowered you to sin against him. Learn what you need to learn from every experience that you went through, and then forgive yourself. Trust, trust that God forgives you, and simply let God says, I need you to forget all that because as long as you continue to keep uh, that fresh in your mind, as long as you continue to dog yourself for the bad decisions, as long as you uh, continue to make uh, a place of shame your dwelling place, I, I can't move you forward. I, I can't move you past it. And, and, and there's some people in the building today that's thinking to themselves, Pastor, I've been trying my, uh, my best to move on. I've, I've been trying my best to forgive myself and, and to let it go. But no matter what I do, I, seem, I, I can't seem to forgive me. And, and when I think about my foolishness, I just begin to feel worse. And beloved, I understand. I promise I do. But the key is in trusting God and his word. Let me back that thing up. Uh, uh, the, the key is allowing, watch this. Are you ready for this one? You might want to write this one down. The key is allowing God and his word to mean to you what it should. God and his word needs to mean to you what it should. Because if his word, if God nor his word means, doesn't mean what it should mean to you, uh, in the streets we just call it hustling backwards. 
You, you know, people can quote scripture to you. They can send you scriptures. They can, you know, they, they, can, they can Bible study you. They can do their best to disciple you. But until God becomes important to you and, because, and until his word becomes important to you, everything is loose wrapped. None of it really matters. You're going to have to get this understanding that God is everything. He's everything. The singer sung a song that said, he's everything to me. Now, I got a question. How many of you are lying? I'm going to ask that question again. He, they were singing, he's everything to me. How many of you were lying? Let me help you out then. How, how many of us was in bed last night with somebody that, we, that you don't got their last name? Then you was lying. How many of you? How many of you got people clocking in for you when you're two hours late, so so you don't miss two hours worth of money? Then you was lying. How many of you told a lie in the last couple of days or week? Then you was lying. How many of you, if 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 somebody was getting, ready, if if God came and said, "Me or the baby, me or your grandson, me or your daughter." How many of you would pick him? <laughs> mm. I've seen about three hands, y'all. Y'all holier than me, amen. See, 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 and it's not that God isn't my everything, but, but we have to get to the point to where we're real about where we really are. Like, like, like quit saying things that you just know ain't true because, because the reality is you say these things and ain't nothing worse than lying and you and don't nobody know you lying but you. You done fooled the whole room but you. And the problem, though, is if you lie to you long enough and people let you get away with the lie because they don't know any different, the, the problem is you begin to believe the lie. Uh, you know, like every time... Uh, uh, I, I go to the gym, and, and when I come out of the gym, and if I go for like a week straight, you dig, and then and then I stop for whatever reason, I stop, or you know, and and but I walk around the house like I'm big. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll eat things and and call it a cheat day. When it's every day is a cheat day. But but in my mind, you, you see, because because I have fed myself to believe that I'm swole. You know, and you know how you do when you've been to the gym for about a week or so, you walk different. You don't even look different, but you walk like. Now you're lying because now you're trying to suck your stomach in because you, you got to feel the part. You know, you, you, you know how you feel, but you want to look like it, so you doing all this. You ain't even got a pain yet. careful about lying to yourself because you'll begin to make yourself believe I'm really okay. And, and, and once, once God in his word means to you what it should, then you have to take God at his word. In fact, it becomes incredibly easy to take God at his word. Uh, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse number 14, where we find Jesus himself saying, look here, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. 
will also forgive you. And this is deep because it takes us back to the first part of the quote. The truth is, unless you let go, unless you let go of what they did to you, until you forgive them who sinned against you, God basically says, I'm not forgiving you. Now, right here, right here, I can feel it all in the atmosphere. Because that, that, that the coldest spirit is the spirit of unforgiveness. It's the coldest spirit. Why? Because it's, it's so personal. So, so I want you to think about, I want you just to give 10 seconds to think about somebody that, that, you, that, you, that really wronged you. Now I want you to say, and mean it from your heart, I forgive you. Now some of y'all didn't mean it. Let me tell you how I know. Because some of the hurt was so for real that just in all reality, in 10 seconds, you can't muster up enough Christianity to forgive some people who did you dirty. Now, I'm not saying everybody, but the reality is some of us said, I forgive you just because I said, say, I forgive you. It's like coming to church and, you know, the pastor reads the word. So you think you read the word. No, baby, you got to do the work. Some of you need to understand and be real with yourselves and say, I have been crushed to the core. And, and, and I know that I got to forgive them. I know I got to let it go. I know I got to wish the best, hope the best for them and all of that. But this right here going to take a little time because you don't know what I've been through. Everybody wants to be better. Everybody wants to be well. Everybody wants to be whole. But nobody wants to go through the process and it's steps to getting back to your mental and emotional and spiritual capacity. After you've been destroyed by the enemy and his strategies. It don't just happen overnight. There's too much pain there for, to just let it go so easily. But you can't lay there. You can't live in it. You can't let that be all of who you are. You've got to make steps to begin to change the game. Here's what's deep. <laughs> Have y'all ever noticed that when we get hurt by people, most times the reason they were ever able to hurt us is because we were doing something that was contrary to the word of God. Huh? See, see, I understand some people was, was doing things right and got hurt. I, I dig that. I understand that. But, but, but if we're being all the way real, 80% of that hurt comes from being in a space that you had no business being in in the first place. You understand what I'm saying to you. Can I just go ahead and bless you and, and let you know that when sin becomes when sin becomes habitual, when sin becomes a serious other option, it means that there has been there has been a separation from you and God. And when you begin to realize that you're continual continuously doing the wrong things and 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 and, and really you know it, it hurts after and and sometimes it don't hurt. Be careful when you sin against God and don't worry about it. Be, be careful about when you sin against God and it really don't bother you. you. You go home and sleep well at night. The Bible talks about a word called reprobate. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't ever want a sin to be so good to me that, that I don't feel bad about it. That, that I don't feel a need to repent because I was, so, I was so fleshly pleased. I'll just go ahead and take the L. 
But if we tell the truth and shame the devil, some of us have been in some situations where we know that if we was to die on the strength of what we just did, if we was to die right after we did what we just did, we'd go to hell. But, 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 but can anybody just be honest in here? And sometimes, you know, you said things like, right now it just kind of feels worth it. You know it ain't right, you know it ain't true, but, but, but this flesh is being appeased to the point to where you just find yourself not having any power to say no. Curl for it. And sin begins to make sense. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but when it is that we are hurt, from someone doing us wrong, we don't really think about how hurt, how we hurt God by doing him wrong through disobedience. And that's because, that's because we're selfish. And, 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 and then, when, uh, then we have the nerve to say something like, I knew I shouldn't have done whatever it is that you've done. What old saints used to say, if you, if you knew better, why didn't you do better? Amen. Do you, let me tell you something, man, and, and this is something... Uh, that kept me in heavy repentance. Let me just, I, I think back on things that I've done, and it puts me in a position to where, you know what I'm saying, I'd be like, I knew it was wrong before I'd done it, so that's got to be kind of like double disrespectful to God because I knew it was wrong before I'd done it. I knew that I was separating myself from him just so that my flesh could be appeased. And, and, so, and so as a consequence, you know, I, I'm and, and here's the thing about separation. It gets easier to get away from the source. You got to be careful. And, and, if you're gonna, and if you're really going to change the game and get things together and, and prepare yourself to be new in this new coming year, then you're going to have to be, have real conversations with yourself. You're going to have to stay away from your yes man and yes girls and, and people that ain't telling you the truth about yourself. And you're going to have to sit back and say things like, you know what, you are a whole new type of rotten. You, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. Why, why did you, why, why, why did I look at her like that? Why did, I, why did I do that? I don't even know her. She didn't even do nothing to me. Why, why do I say the things that I say? Why, why do I have uh, uh, illicit and illegal passions that I should no longer have? You're going to have to sit down and have a real conversation. And everything ain't sex, baby. Some of you just nasty. Some, 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 some of you are just lie in a heartbeat. Just lie. Just get tough. Back down. And the way you back down is with a lie. I didn't say that. I didn't do that. The truth is, to quote, unless you let go, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, until you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. So if we're going to change the game, you're going to have to let that past go. And, and you're going to have to seek his forgiveness, then forgive yourself, and then forgive the ones that did you wrong. And, the quote, and then the quote says, Unless you realize, until you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. But beloved, you, uh, you're going to have to realize uh, you're going to have to realize when the situation is over, when when the season is up, when the thrill is gone. And, 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 and some of us are sitting in here today trying to figure out why, why it isn't the way that it used to be when the reality was it was never supposed to be at all. 
the, the Lord put this on my heart this morning while I was uh, working on this. He said, baby, sin's got a time frame. Sin has a time frame. It tells us in the Bible, right? It says, it says sin is good for the season, but it produces, but when it's full grown, it's death. Sin, sin's got a time frame. What do you mean, Pastor? Sin feel good. For, you ever just had fun in sin? And then all of a sudden, the sin that you love began to be the same sin that choked you out of your very existence. <laughs> and, and I ain't talking about, see, see, and here we go. See, see, oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost said, listen, listen, listen. There needs to be a um, deliverance session for uh, uh, sexual addiction. Because God said, I'm trying to give y'all a whole broad message, but we keep going back to one thing in our heads. Some, some people just love to talk about other people. Huh? Love just to dog people out. And, 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 and what Satan is trying to do is keep you stuck on what's all, what, you know, what you feel like's always had you bound so that these other small foxes can destroy. So you holding the gate. You ain't coming over here. It's Friday night past eight. You ain't coming over here. But, 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 you're, at, but, but you're on Facebook cussing folk out. The small foxes is what's. Yeah, I'm good with God. I, I ain't slept around in a while. I cussed three people out getting here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. God, 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 God saw what happened. He knew they had it coming. The devil is a lie. My Bible said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I shall repay. It didn't say nothing about. And, and so stop thinking that you're helping God out. It's been two weeks. Ain't nothing happened to them bad yet. God is busy. Let me handle that. Huh? Yeah. How, how, just tell the truth, shame the devil. How many of you have done handled something for God? In your own version, your own version, I handled that for God because it, it wasn't moving quick enough to me. Now, if everybody didn't lift their hands, I'm just going to tell you, you're a liar and the truth ain't in you. <laughs> I, ain't nobody in here just didn't got it right every time. I'm just going to wait patiently on the Lord. God, you got to tell truth about where you are. You got to tell truth about where you are. Quit walking out of here. And, and I don't know why people do it because I don't preach that type of message, uh, you know, at all. But quit walking out of here thinking you okay. You, you know, I love when people say stuff like, you stepped all over my feet. That's what I'm supposed to do. You're supposed to hate me in the flesh. If you don't hate me in the flesh, then I'm not doing my business. Your flesh should rear up every time it see me. Oh, where he goes. And don't think I don't see uh, when the enemy's working in, uh, work, work, you know, working through you, you know. And so you try to play off, you hate me by coming up and hugging me. Oh, I'm talking in here today. My son was, <laughs> my son, God, I love my son. I do. 
you know me and my son, we've had a tumultuous relationship. And uh, me and him spent some father-son time last night, and he brought a pizza over. And I was eating pizza before he got there, and I was eating chicken before he got there, and I didn't choke one time. And then he walked in, and he said, here, Daddy, I brought another pizza. And I took a bite of that pizza, and I almost choked to death. And I said, won't you just say what's on your chest? Won't you? Won't you just? You prayed this pizza would choke me out. I ain't touch that pizza no more for the rest of the night. I want you to understand that sin has a time frame. So be careful about being cute when they've confronted you in love about the sin that you're in. Because there's going to come a time that sin is going to betray you. Sin does not love you. It does not have the desire to love. And if it did, if it did love anything, the only thing that it loves is that it's playing a part in destroying you. Right now, I want you to take out your phones, your notebooks, whatever you got, and I want you to write down the first, the top two things that you know is wrong with you. The top two things that you know is wrong with you. And, but, and you know it's wrong with you, but you've yet to do anything about it. This is for the people to sit back and say, you know, I've just been like that all my life, and that's how I'm going to be. Inhale. Going to be just like that in hell. I'm just stuck in my ways. You're going to be stuck somewhere else. For eternity. Now, let me, let me give you some game. Let me give you some. I want you to understand eternity. 10 billion days times 10 billion days, right? And you figure, let's just make it plain. Let's just say, let's just say we all went to hell, God forbid. And, and, and we did 10 years. <laughs> and you wake up on the 10th year and you go, I've been tortured for 10 years. I've not eaten in 10 years. I've been hungry, but I've not eaten. I've been thirsty, but I've not drank. They have, they have destroyed my body, put my body back together. I mean, every type of, type of torturous situation that can take place in hell and many things happen. You understand what I'm saying to you? And you say 10 years and you wake up after 10 and you say, and you say, and you don't wake up because you ain't got no sleep, but you're tired. 10 years and you go, Surely it's over. No. A hundred years. Surely it's over. No. It's eternity. This is why we have to confront every character defect that we deal with because defects have you defective and that has you doing things that you know you ought not be able to do. Anytime that you are dealing with a character defect, you are dealing with something that is, that is, that is trying to hijack and, and, and handicap your mind. And when your mind is all jacked up, everything can happen. Let me tell you something, baby. It wasn't a, it was, you, 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 oh, God, I almost, mm, I, boy, I almost lost the church right there. You ain't, uh, 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 you're promiscuous. Sexuality isn't because you are, yeah, no, 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 no. It's because there's something wrong with your mind. And any time that you take sin on and be okay with sin and be habitual in sin, that means that there's something wrong with your mind. And if you do not check out what's going on with your mind, your life will begin to follow how your mind thinks. You should want to be new anyway because you know you. You know you. I ain't talking about the you. You show me. 
I ain't talking about the you, you, you show your boss. You know you. You know you when you walk away from your wife or your husband saying some stuff that you know you shouldn't have said. You know you. You know you when you, you sit back and you let your kids listen to whatever they want to listen to, knowing that it's, it's leading them to an early grave. You know you. know you when you hate people that don't do nothing but love you. Ain't got a dog in the fight against you. You know you. And you got to deal with you. I'm dealing with me. You understand what I'm saying to y'all? You got to deal with you. And it don't feel good and it ain't fun and it ain't pretty and it ain't supposed to be. Mess ain't never been pretty. Except at first. <laughs> oh Lord. Sin has a time frame. The pleasurable part is never forever, just long enough to dupe you all the way in. That part that you, that feel good in the sin, it's only there long enough to reel you in. Kevin, come here. You remember drawing? Remember that? Remember that? Drawing. Remember that? By his passions, by his illegal desires. It's just drawing and drawing and drawing. And I'm pretty and I'm thick and I got you. I got you. I got you. And when it gets you, how many understand it's so hard to get away? Until it got you, it's just drawing and drawing and drawing. <laughs> the very thing that you've been drawn in by be the very thing to kill you. Ooh, Lord have mercy. The very thing, the very thing, the very illegal temptation be the very thing to kill you. And, so, and some of you, I'm almost done, I promise. Some of you are trying to wait, are wasting time trying to figure out what you did wrong, how you can make it better, and God says, saying, forget all that. Go back to our original scriptures, Mimi. Some, 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 some of you are trying to say, what, what, what can I do to make it right? And, and just tell me what I've done wrong. And, 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 and why do I keep coming up short? And God is saying in this season of your life, forget all that. Don't you go to the gym unless you want to. Unless you want to be better for yourself. Don't you put another strand of hair in your head unless you want to. Because you just like how it look. But don't you ever continue to cut yourself with stones hoping that your God will respond. I want to warn you. I want to warn you. I know a lot of preachers come around and tell you that it's, this part going to be easy. Uh-uh, baby. What we getting ready to go through for the next couple of months this is going to be the hardest thing you ever had to do uh, because it's like, a, come here, come here, kid, come here. It, it's because, because see, what, what the problem is with making a bad decision, with making a bad choice is it sticks with you. 
put your, put your arms around me. We, we right here, right here, right here. Don't, don't be liking it. Just put your arms, both of them, boy, both of them. And just, <laughs> the problem is, the, the hardest part about about uh, changing the game is it. What, what's got? Come on, hold me, boy. Uh, not like I'm Alicia, but hold me. Uh, uh, pray for you, Pastor. Okay, page. Here's the thing. I'm tired of sin. I'm going to church, though. I mean it this time. This is the last time. This is the problem with sin. How many of you know it to be true? If sin was as easy to walk away from, if your illegal passion was as easy to walk away from, you just walk away from it. The problem is it sticks with you like luggage. And though my illustration was a bit comedic, the truth is, some of you cry yourself to sleep at night for what you can't get rid of, what you can't shake, what you can't let go, what you can't get away from. They killed themselves physically, literally, they killed themselves they wasn't able to get away from it. Come on, everybody. Come on. You can hold me like you want to. In the old days, we used to call it, can't get that monkey off my back. And some of you are walking around and you got, take your shoes off, baby. If you're going to be a problem, be a problem the right way. Don't be a problem being the problem, okay? You good? You ready? All right. Trying to nail this home. This thing on your back, it snatches your smile. This thing on your back, it stops you from being able to trust. Lord, have mercy. This, this thing on your back that you, you and here's the, here's the worst part about it. You got to deal with the fact that you chose it. You, cho you chose it. It didn't run you down. You accepted it. You embraced it. And the reason why it's got such a lock on you like this is because you knew you was wrong, but you was like, if, if this is wrong, I don't want to be right. The problem with this thing behind you is it can't no, and here's the thing, can't nobody else see it. So you just look crazy. The problem with this thing behind you is that when you meet new people, you're, you know, you're not really good at being social. Watch this, because, because you, only knew, you only know two things with something on your back like this. You only know either to be nasty or sleep with it. Oh, God. You, you don't know how to handle things with this because this makes you think totally different. 
I find that when I want to do the right thing, that evil is ever present around me. Thank you, Ariana. She said, thank you, Jesus. I could have been petty and got a few licks in. Isaiah 43, 18. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. I want you to understand something. God loves, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what God loves. He loves when you've been wrong, when you've been foul, when you've been a mess times three, and then you decide to choose him over hell. When you decide to choose him over Satan. When you decide to choose him over your flesh. When you decide to choose him over your problem. When you decide to choose him over your low self-esteem. When you decide to choose him over your depression. God gets excited in heaven. When you decide enough is enough, I'm drawing a line in the sand. He gets excited. He gets excited. He gets excited. He gets excited. Yeah. 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 Chasing you down. He chasing you down. And you tired. Nobody really gets you. I mean, you know, they, you know, they listen. They, 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 you know, they, you, they, they hear the words, but, but don't nobody get you. It's tiring. It's exhausting. Every time you turn around, there's something here. It's something there. It's this. And man, I ain't doing all this to, to be getting all this. I don't deserve all this. And, 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 and I can't even tell folk, even folk that's close to me, what's really on my mind. Because if I tell them what's really on my mind, I'm probably going to spook them and run them away. Or I, I can't trust them with it because I don't need nobody else to hear it. So I'm trapped in this world by myself. There's people that think they're close to me, but they're not. Because the hell has been so hurtful, I got walls that they could never even understand. But I want you to understand, young brother, what, what, what Satan means to do is while you behind them walls and while you're making sure you, everything is, he's killing you. He's setting you up for destruction. He's trying to destroy you. Do you hear me? He's got a plan to take you out. And the only reason why he's got a plan to take you out, because he know what God's plan for you is. And it's far bigger than you could ever think or imagine. It's far bigger than anything that you could ever dream. And so Satan continues to push hell on your mindset so that you could feel like if God was with me, I wouldn't be going through all the hell that I'm going through. But it's because God is with you that you're going through all the hell that you're going through. You know, the Lord said, tell you, you don't have to lose. You can have life beyond your wildest dreams. You dream big. People think you crazy. No, no. God put that dream in your heart. But what, what, what God has for you, you got to go about it God's way to get it.
Let me say that again. What God has for you, you have to go about it God's way to get it. And, 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 and that's why you, you, know, you, you really ain't got no bread, but you walk like a king. You understand what I'm saying to you because you understand that you're connected to royalty. I need you to understand, young brother, that the minute that you decide to change the game, the minute that you decide to take God seriously, the minute that you make God your all in all, everything for you is going to shift, turn around, and break through. Everything. Listen, he says, I want you to forget all that. All the hell you've been through is nothing compared to what I'm about to do for you. Not because I'm endorsing your mess or your hell, but because I'm endorsing the fact that you are finding me. Oh, God. That you are embracing me. That you are deciding that you want me over everything else. Give me the next verse. Uh, uh, give me the next seven. He says, watch this. But he says, for I am about to do something new. Now, let's just tell the truth. How many of you, by a show of hands, been dealing with some depression? Put your hands up. Tell the truth. Watch this. He says, I'm about to do something new. Hold on. So, so, so if it's depression, but he's about to do something new, you should have lost your mind right there. I'm about to be a mind regulator in your life. I'm about to work some things out. I'm about to give you some joy. I'm about to smile from your spirit. I'm going to let you laugh and mean it. I'm going to do something new. Here's what blew my mind. Here's what blew my mind. Watch this. Listen, listen. It's prophetic, baby. The Lord said 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 it's prophetic, baby. This is the part that blew my mind this morning when I was looking at this version. It said, watch this. He says, watch this. He said, see, I have already begun. Can I just go ahead and tell you why you got to get excited in the house today? You are in the Unity Worship Center today because God has already begun. If you are here today, it's because God has a plan for your life to turn everything around, to bring hell into joy, to bring sadness into happiness. He says, I'm doing it, and I've already begun. Don't you see it? Don't you see it? Don't you see it? When's the last time you thought you'd be in church two, three Sundays in a row? Don't you see it? When's the last time you thought you'd be working in church just like that? Don't you see it? I'm doing something new. Watch this. And in the newness, I'm making pathways. Oh, God. Come on. Come here. Come on. Come here, come here, come here. Paige, come here. Yeah, yeah, so, come here, come here. Um, he says, watch this. He says, I'm making, you ever been in the will? Come here, Christy. You, you ever been in the wilderness right here, right here? And, and, and right here. You ever been, anybody ever been in a forest? Back up, about three folks. You go right there, Kevin, come here. Come here right here. Come on, come on. Move expeditiously. Come on, Kenny, right here, right here. I need you right there, right there. Right there, that spot right there. Come on, come on, come on. Yo, I Sonya, I need you right behind Kenny, right there. And he says, watch this. He says, I want you to understand. I know that it's been like this. I know that everything that you've been trying to get to, something's been stopping it. I know that you've needed breakthrough for a while, but it didn't seem like you could get there. It didn't seem like you was going to make it through. 
your wilderness is stopping you and you get one step forward and get pushed three four steps back but God says in this season I'm gonna give you some pathways in the wilderness you're gonna come through everything that's been haggling you you're gonna come through everything that's been trying to destroy you you're gonna come through everything that's been trying to kill you and you're gonna come forth as pure gold Can I just declare it's your season? Can I just declare it's your season? Can I let you know it's your season? Can I let you know this is your Can I just declare this is your season? Never be the same again. Never be the same again. Never be the same. God says, I'm making you the patriarch. God says, I'm putting you over the family. And when I put you over the family, you don't have to say much. You just got to continue to do me. Thus saith the Lord. God says, they're going to look up to you. There's about to be a role reversal in your family makeup. And they're going to look to you. They're going to come to you for answers. They're perplexed. They're confused. They don't even understand what it is that they're going through. But God says, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you to get your family saved. I ain't talking about church saved. I'm talking about kingdom saved. God says, watch this. Your power is going to be in your silence. But your, and also your power is going to be in your presence. Your power is going to be how you apply it. Apply the word of God to your life. God says, you ain't got time to get rattled. You ain't got time to be thrown off. You ain't got time to be upset. He said, all that is strategic, demonic strategy, trying to throw you off of what it is that God has for not just you, but your family. Can I just go ahead and tell about 10 of you in the building? You got to get this fight right. You got to get this fight right because your salvation alone does not last, uh, is not contingent upon it. But some of y'all, some of y'all's loved ones, oh God. Some, some, some of your loved ones going to get saved on the strength of your walk. Can I just go ahead and prophesy to you right now? Watch this. You, Lord, have mercy. Your sons. He says, I need you to understand, Herbert Beasley. Your sons are in the palm of my hand. And this is the most critical battle that you've ever fought because this battle ain't got nothing to do with you. But you got to fight it on the, on the strength of your lineage. You got to fight it on the strength of your bloodline. You got to fight it on the strength of your grandbabies. This walk right here is a fight that you, this fight right here is a fight that you cannot afford to lose because there's too much on it. And Satan is sitting on the, oh God, he's sitting on the vines of hell and he's just believing that you're going to drop the ball. He's believing that you're going to keep on keeping on. He's believing that you won't trust him and believing. He's believing that you won't believe he's God. This is your season to believe he's God. It's your season to believe he's God. And if you believe that he's God, then you believe that he can do anything. And anything isn't, isn't new shoes and cars and houses and all of that. You, 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 you got to believe that he can, he can give your mind some peace. You, 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 you got to believe that you can go to sleep and not have to cry yourself to sleep. You, you got to believe that you understand what I'm saying to you. That, that the doctor can tell you sick, but he can say healed and the thing is all over. You've got to believe it today. He said, I'll make a pathway 
through the wilderness. I make a pathway through the wilderness. And where it's dried up, he said, I'm going to spray the land. I'm going I'm to make rivers. I'm, say it, Pastor. I'm going I'm to make life where once nothing could grow. I'm about to let you grow when you thought your situation was going to keep you bound. I'm about to grow you. Watch this. Anybody ever heard the rose that grew from concrete? Can I just go ahead and tell you there's a rose that grows. They call it the September rose, and it grows one time, one time a year, and it grows. It has the power to grow through the concrete. Some of you have had concrete stopping you. Some of you had concrete haters and demons in your life, but God says, I'm about to let you flourish. I'm about to let you shine. I'm about to let you power through. I'm about to let you break through, and ain't no devil from hell can stop it. What I got on my mind for you, God says, I'm about to do a new thing so here's what we got to do we got to denounce the old we got to denounce the old got to denounce the old old and new can't go together new wine can't go in old wine skins everything's got to shift everything's got to change the game has got to change this game this thing we call life it has got to change and it begins today y'all can have a seat listen here's the thing and I'm done how, how do I start how do I start by saying no I don't know why the Lord has me doing what you talk here he said the way that you say no is by saying no to what's supposed to be said no to Every no, every yes that you give that is contrary to the word of God, is opposite of the word of God, God said that's a demonic yes. How, how do I get new? Stop doing the old. Stop doing the old. How does things change? Stop doing what you've been doing. Stop, stop, stop being a victim to it. Stop being a fool about it. It's over. Know when the Bible said, Know when it's over. The quote said, Know when it's over. I dare somebody to declare it's over. Every hell that's been holding me hostage, it's over. Everything that's been breaking my heart, it's over. Everything that's been doing me wrong, treating me unworthy, acting like I'm less than, it's over. I dare you declare it, it's over. From this day forward, I'm gonna be who God called me to be. From this day forward, I'm gonna do everything God tells me to do. Because anybody in here that feel like me, I ain't got another loss in me. I, I ain't got another loss in me. I ain't got another bad decision in me. I ain't got another breakdown in me. So will your spirit still say yes? We're going to do something different today. Yes. Sonia, I want you to come and do the altar call, but I'm praying with you. I want to like, sit down here and I want to pray with you. You do the altar call. I need the ministers down here. Come on down here. And we're going to start over. Some of you got some things going on in your life that you think is too major. But I want you to know God is bigger than them all. I need somebody to understand that God is bigger than your depression. I need somebody to understand that God is bigger than your addiction. I need somebody to understand that God is bigger than your nasty attitude. I need somebody to understand that God is bigger than your financial makeup. 